Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Being a salon owner can be a roller coaster of emotions, especially when you feel like your salon is your baby. It can be so easy to become super attached to everything in your business. But sometimes I think it's important for us salon owners to remember that we need to separate ourselves from our business and make decisions based on data and facts rather than our emotions. Now, I know this can feel tricky and scary, and that it can be hard to detach ourselves from our business. But I believe if you want to grow a successful salon business, then it really is a must. Studying my numbers and allowing the data and the facts to guide me was 100% one of the best habits that I've formed, counterintuitive nonetheless, uh, when I owned my salon and in this business too. And if I can do it, you can do it too. That's why in this episode, I've brought in guest Andrea Jensen to join me and we're going to chat all things numbers, profit, finance and learn the best from the best and really take this advice and implement it into your own salon business. Okay let's dive in and meet Andrea. Andrea thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you here. Oh, thank you I'm excited to be here with you today. So let's start for those of you uh, for those that don't know you uh where are you in the world? What do you do? And uh, how did you get to be doing what you're doing? Ah, I love that question or all of those questions. So I'm in San Diego, California, and I help business owners of all different types of industries and all different types of businesses to know their numbers and love them and use them as data to help grow and scale their business. Nice. Yes. And uh, your third one, how did I get to be where I'm at? Well, that's a little bit more of an in-depth uh, one. So I uh, have an accounting degree and I, um, out of school, went to work for a venture capital firm. And that's where I truly fell in love with business. And I saw big deals happening, little deals, all different kinds of um, businesses and industries at different life cycles. And I re really just got to see firsthand how exciting and how um, great business really is. And so that's where entrepreneurism kind of bit me with the bug. And, um, and I ended up working, you know, uh, in corporate because I thought that was the only career path journey that, that somebody with my background had and um, didn't find my love in corporate and realized that I wanted to find a way to work with more small businesses and really use my skill set to bring to them, um, a way to show them like, it's really not that hard. Uh, you know, it's a formula. Everything in business boils down to some type of formula and accounting is a big part of that because, you know, money touches every decision that we make in our business. It impacts, you know, your hiring, your firing, your marketing spend. I mean, everything, right? So what better way for me to utilize my skill set and really have an impact in the world 
um, than to start my own business. And so that's what I did. <laughs> and uh, it's been about five years now. We have grown from a bookkeeping and tax firm to now also including uh, fractional CFO services. And we can talk a little bit more about that as we get into the conversation, um, because that's really where the, the juice is and where the good stuff for business owners is. And, and that was a big gap in the market. And so we're excited to be um, serving that market. And also, you know, it's so fun to work with all the different business owners that, that uh, use our services and to see what they're up to and all the great stuff and, and the great change that they're bringing to the world with their specific products and services. And so we get to be a little part of each one of those. And so it's really fulfilling. Uh, that's awesome. Um, I mean, it's, I'm intrigued actually to hear about this uh, fractional uh, things. So I will be having my ears pricked for that. But one of the reasons that I uh, wanted to talk to you today actually was because, you know, uh, being in business is fun, is exciting, it's demanding, and it's really hard. <laughs> and I see so many salon owners that, you know, financially are just a little bit of a mess, you know, mm -hmm. and we don't know how to do our numbers, we don't know how to manage our money. And, um, do you know, we can feel bad about the mess that we're in. And so we don't talk about it enough. And I think, you know, often we end up with this feeling that, you know, I'm not good with money. So I will never be good with money or managing my business financially. And people are just scraping by. But I think, you know, um, you have some thoughts around, you know, understanding the past does not necessarily equal the future. Absolutely. So one of the first things that we tell our clients when we start working with them is, you know, they're embarrassed to show us their numbers. They're embarrassed in the state that, that you know, their record keeping is in. And we, we reassure them that, hey, this is just a scorecard. It's not a reflection of you as a human being. It's not a reflection of you as a business owner. This is just, here's where we're at. It's our starting point. And you tell us where you want to go. And we're going to help you create that, that roadmap with the stepping stones that you need to get to that financial goal that you're after. Um, because after all, that's why we all started our own businesses, right? We could go work for somebody else for a set salary, but that's not what, you know, lights us up. We want to have control of our earning potential. And so if you're in that boat right now where you're kind of like, ah, it's a mess and I don't want anyone to see it, just, you know, shrug it off and say, hey, here's where I'm at right now, but tomorrow it's going to be better because I'm bringing in the right team and resources to fix it. So yeah okay yeah because i do think as entrepreneurs you know we uh, creative entrepreneurs particularly in this you know industry is that maybe we weren't good at it at school or maybe it just doesn't make sense in our brain uh and so we don't want to look at the numbers but i know it's super important so talk to us a little bit about like what should we be looking at what are the numbers that are important um I'm somebody that's not is not naturally, but has learned to be very systematic because it serves me well in my business, and it helps me serve my clients. So uh, I know this is something that you are also passionate about. So talk to me about what systems should we be putting in place, and what things should we be tracking um, to be effective and efficient. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the greatest things about being a business owner is if something is not in our skill set, we can hire someone to do it. Right. True. So that's the first thing is that if you if you feel like numbers aren't my thing, I have no interest in that. Then the first thing in setting up your financial system should be 
bring in somebody that does, because if you're small in your business revenues, you can hire somebody for a couple hours a week. If you've got, you know, a lot of volume of transactions, you know, you might need somebody at 10 to 20 hours a, a week, but you don't have to bring in somebody full time. And I think a lot of business owners don't realize that I can pay for what I need at the, the level that I'm at. So that's the first step in getting organized is if it's not your thing, most likely you're not going to give it the time and attention that it really, really deserves. And, and it's such a big part of your business that that's the first thing you should do is, is make that determination for you personally. Um, and then when we look at your financial system, we want to have a way to capture all of your income and all of your expenses. And what's really important when you're setting up that system is to identify what are my different revenue streams. So for example, in a salon, you might have services, products, um, consultations. You wanna be splitting those out and you also wanna be tracking your expenses related to each of those income streams so you can tell which one is most profitable for you. Um, the other thing that that's gonna tell you is if you like doing one, versus another, and they're pretty close in how much it costs you to do them, that might, you know, you might say, oh, well, let's just do more of this because I enjoy it more. So having that data, it gives you a way to make informed decisions, you know, in your business. Hey, hey, it's me here, Larissa here, just popping in to talk to you about something interesting. Don't worry though, we'll get back to the episode in just a sec. But for now, I want to ask, do you feel like 2020 has been a super rocky road, like lots of unexpected potholes in the journey of salon business? Well, maybe you felt deflated, overwhelmed, and that the stress is starting to seep into every aspect of your life. Well, I want to give you a fresh start in 2021, a chance to rewrite your own ending, take matters into your own hands, and actually be the one who decides to go for it and take a leap and make a change in your life and your business. Now, if this sounds like you, let's chat. I'd love to help you level up your business in 2021 and bring a new chapter, a chapter of success. So if you wanna find out more, then just DM me, PM me, let's chat. And you can tell me a little bit about your salon, your team, your goals. Let's see if we are a good fit to work together. Let's make a plan for you. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah. Okay. I really like that informed decisions. I kind of have this philosophy that, you know, we spend way too much time being emotive uh, and being emotional about the decisions that we make in our business. And um, I think business decisions, I think relation, relationship decisions should be emotional. <laughs> I think business decisions should be functional and factual, do you know, not numbers should never had feel have shouldn't have feelings attached to them but they should guide us to make the right decision so um i really like that that that's the focus we need to track it read the numbers and that should be telling us what to do right mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. and that's where you know having a profit and loss statement that is timely so it's it's up to date it's you know within 30 days of uh, the date that's you know on the report it's accurate you're doing your bank reconciliations you're making sure that the data i'm using to make decisions is good clean data that's really important yeah. also yeah um, and then also understanding where the financial statement ends and where the managerial analysis begins because that's just part of 
you know, the whole equation of making decisions based off of data and not emotions. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we were talking just before how this kind of step actually sometimes is a little bit counterintuitive to work from the bottom up. Because I think often a lot of salon owners, we work from the top. What is my top line income? How much money can I make? How many team members do I have? What can they make? That must be my income. Let's cross my fingers and hope some falls out the bottom and there's some left over for me right? But actually, we need to do it the other way around. And we need to work from the top first and say, well, what do I want to earn? Um, and in order for me to earn that, uh, the, then it becomes the question, what does my top line sales need to be? Talk to me a little bit about that. Because I think for most of us, we don't do it that way. Yeah, most business owners don't. Um, in all different industries, to be honest with you. And this is something that's really important. Because, you know, we said that in the beginning of our conversation, your business is a vehicle to fund your lifestyle. And so when you come into it with that frame of mind, the very first number you should be looking at is what do I need to be pulling out of the business on an annual basis to make this all work? So you need to figure out, you know, your housing, your vehicles, your groceries, your investments, your retirement, your kids in college, your aging parents, whatever it is that you need to be able to financially support, that should be your very first number that you figure out. And then once you have that number, you can back into, well, if I know this number at the bottom, what should my total sales goal be? And once you figure that out, then you can say, okay, now I can budget strategically. Um, and we talk about having big buckets in your business. So instead of saying, I've got 30 different expenses and I don't know where they all go, if you just think about it in a simple way, you've got a cost of goods sold, which is any expense that's directly related to servicing the sale. Um, you've got your general and administrative expenses, you've got marketing, and you've got profit. So if you just think about it as four big buckets that you're working with, then it becomes super easy. So if we do the math and we've got an equation that will, if you come with that bottom number, we'll tell you what that top number should be. And then we say, okay, let's say that our cost of goods sold is 45% of that total sales number. Now you can look at, can I hire the team? Can I get the product? Can I do all the things that I, it's going to cost me to service that sale within that percentage? So from there, you can say, okay, yes, it works. And if it, it, you say, no, it doesn't work. Well, then we say, okay, you might need to raise your prices or figure out another way to deliver on that to keep it within that range. Um, same thing when we look at your general and administrative, or some people call it overhead, same thing, you know, that's your indirect labor, that's your um, rent, your phone, your utilities, all of those things. Can you keep that within a 25% um, expenditure of your total sales? If not, something needs to change in your business model. Marketing, that should be about 10% of your total sales. And when I say marketing, um, I look at it a little bit different from most people. When I say marketing, I'm essentially buying leads. So any activity that I do in my business to get an eyeball, to get somebody to talk to, I'm buying a lead. And that number is really important because when I know my total sales goal and I know what my conversion rate is, my sales conversion rate, I can calculate exactly how many leads do I need in my business to make all these numbers work. 
And so then you've got your profit bucket and your profit bucket on your P&L, it's not truly profit that's in your bank account, right? Have you ever looked at your P&L and said, hey, I've got like $10,000 in profit, but I sure don't have that 10,000 sitting in my bank account. What, where's the disconnect? And that's because the profit on the P&L doesn't take into account any activities that you're paying a car payment, you're paying down a debt, you're paying taxes, things like that come out of that profit bucket, but they're not recorded on your P&L. So that's why if we just looked at our P&L, it's not a true managerial tool to you know, see the full cash flow of your business. But so there's, there's a, in a nutshell, I just gave you the, <laughs> the whole uh, rundown of how to take that bottom number, which is what you want to be pulling out in profit. So your distribution as the business owner, and we just reverse engineered your whole business model to make it super easy to make decisions based off of data, um, make spending decisions. You could go to your marketing team and say, okay, I've got $10,000 or $1,000. I need... 300 leads, can you do it? Yes or no. And you have a way to measure their effectiveness. Yeah, and I think, um, do you know that that uh, comment about where's my $10,000 profit? Mm -hmm. I always think, do you know, actually just to be a viable business, I think $10,000 a month profit, uh, now it's different for everybody, but whatever that number is, uh, needs to be kind of like, that should be the norm break even. You know, not just, oh, well, I need $1,000 a week, just let's just say, uh, that's $4,000. No, actually, you need probably $10,000 to get $1,000 a week, right? Because you've got tax to pay, you've got uh, debt to pay, you've got to invest in future business, you need to have a rainy day account. Um, so actually, we need to have probably $10,000 just to pay ourselves $1,000 a week. And I think we don't think about that. Uh, mm -hmm. in business and then we spend it all because we take a thousand dollars a week and go yes four thousand uh, dollars I'm golden and uh, and then we find ourselves in hot waters so yeah knowing what happens to profit after profit is really important absolutely yeah. absolutely and that's great because that's that's not a conversation that very many people have with business owners and so they they feel cheated when they're like well wait a minute I made profit but there's nothing over here to show for it and that's why, because there's so many places that that profit has to uh, still provide for you in the business and it needs to be accounted for in some form also. Yeah. yeah. Profit is not the end of the journey of the money. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Very good. I think that's really good. Um, we have talked about the fact that um, understanding where we are today is no reflection. It's just understanding where you are in the journey. It's like, it's like the pin in the map. You're just on a journey and you're just at some part of that journey. Uh, that journey is going to continue and you can, through the numbers, uh, through having a good tracking system and knowing your key performance indicators, what are the key things that are gonna shift the needle in my business? If you have a good tracking system, then you know that your, your pin is moving along the map. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and we talked about re reverse engineering. Well, we talked about profit. You need more profit than, than profit. Um, and reverse engineering and working from your profit backwards to what your income goal should be. Not just stabbing in the dark and deciding, oh, I think I have a million dollar business, but not really understanding what is going to fall out of the bottom. Mm -hmm. uh, and it needs to be the other way around, which I think for most people is counterintuitive, but actually is the right way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, because those are all leading indicators of what your financial results are going to be. 
And so if you're not tracking each one of those in its own way, um, you're going to get a surprise and it might not be the one you want. Uh, yeah, so it's something yeah. that we can control as business owners, you know, which, yeah. which gives you, especially, you know, right now the economy, things are, there's a lot of uncertainty. Well, here's ways that you can get certainty um, and, and be in control of what's happening in your business. Yeah. Okay. So informed decision-making comes from having the information and having information means staying on top of it in a timely manner. Uh, but I just want to re remind you what Andrea said. You don't need to do it yourself. <laughs> if you don't have the time or you don't have the appetite for it, delegate it. The most important thing is that you read it and you make informed decision. Would that be true? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that, that also leads into the, who is the right person for you at what stage in your business? Um, we get a lot of uh, uh, clients that come to us and they say, well, I keep asking my tax preparer for this information and I keep asking my bookkeeper to you know, create a, a projection for me. And there's a, there's a little bit of a disconnect there because those aren't the skill sets uh, that would be preparing that for you. And so I, I like to give the analogy that if you're driving down the road in your car, your bookkeeper and your tax preparer are sitting in the back seat and they're looking out the rear view window and they're reporting on where you went, how much you spent, and they're just doing the reporting part for you. Sitting in the front seat next to you, the business owner who's driving the car is a CFO. And your CFO is looking out the front windshield telling you, here's what's coming up, here's how to plan, and here's how to be prepared. So while you need all three of those people's and their skill sets um, working for you in your business, if you ask the wrong person for the wrong thing, they're going to give you, you know, what is in their wheelhouse, not necessarily what is the right, uh, the fit for what you're trying to get from them. Okay, I love that so, so much. One, because of the analogy, I can imagine it in the car, that's really, really valuable. But I do see that, you know, too often we blindly take advice or information, I can see now, from the people in the back seat, not in the right seat, you know, in the right place. And then we take that information and it's not driving us in the right direction. And I think too often we can abdicate uh, responsibility or information from those people that we bring into our life that we employ or we contract to do that for us um, and we forget that actually we're still driving we're in the driver's seat and we need to take the information make sure it's from the right person the right information and ultimately we're steering the wheel um, so as much as we need to bring the people in we still need to know what they're saying to us how this how they're saying it and what it means and that it's in aligned with what it is that we want to do right mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah. Okay. Such such a good conversation. We could keep going, I think. But um, <laughs> Andrea, you're a business owner, um, five years now. So what is a quote or a mantra or something that's really important to you that keeps you going moving forward as a business owner? Mm, yeah. So one of my favorite quotes is, if you want to make a million dollars, help a million people. And I think that there's just so much value to that because it's, it's not so much about the money. It really becomes your, your whole focus and your effort is to serve. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we do in our business. We take such pride in our clients and their successes. And we really feel like, yes, we are in service to them in the financial aspect of their business. And um, so that's one of my quotes that, that keeps me eyes on the road. <laughs> I love that. 
I love that. That's really good. Okay, what about um, a resource? What is a book that you've read or a podcast that you've listened to or something that you've downloaded that has been super valuable to you that you can share with our salon owners? Yeah, so there's a podcast that's one of my favorites for kind of expanding what's possible for women business owners. Um, it's called Glambition Radio. Um, it's hosted by Allie Brown. And I just, she brings on guests that um, usually are a million and above in revenues. And it's nice to hear um, about their journey because, you know, as business owners, we're in it day in and day out. And sometimes we feel like it's unique to us. And so hearing other people that have, have broken through that revenue threshold and how they did it and what obstacles they, you know, encountered and how they got through them, is, I think is really um, inspiring to hear. All right. We're going to put the link to that. That sounds great. I'm going to get amongst that myself. Uh, the link to that uh, podcast in the show notes of this. Now, you have something that might be useful for salon owners also. I do. Yeah. So we've put together a guide for um, all your listeners. So if they want to find out some more info about what we talked about today and get a resource for some cash strategies that they can implement into their business, they can go to thecashflowcfo.com forward slash salon collective and they can get their hands on that. And um, if you have specific questions to your business, there's a spot you can chat with us and we can you know, answer anything that's specific to your, your business financials that you might have a question on. Oh, you really did just make it just for us. I did. Yeah. I wasn't joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will certainly make sure that that does front and center on the show notes of this podcast. So thank you very much. I've appreciated your insights. Uh, to all things data and finance, uh, making data and finance sexy. Surely. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again, Andrea. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Andrea. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, remember, I'm always in messenger. So PM me, DM me, send me some smoke signals, chat me. I'd love to get to know you better. I'll leave the link to do so in the show notes of this episode. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you same time, same place next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.